0: Yes. Hi, good morning, everyone. Welcome along to Tradies News in a nutshell. Start of a brand new week. It is Monday, the 29th of May, 2023. Good to be back with you. Daniel Pedigrew here. Hope you had a good weekend. Back with you for the next hour. Broadcasting through, as always, SCN 1170 AM in Sydney, SCNQ 693 AM in Brisbane, and SCN 1620 AM on the Gold Coast. 1300 01 1170, our open line number. You can send a text anytime over the course of the next hour, 0457 736 736. And that's all before Vossi and James Magnuson for breakfast for listeners through SCN 1170 AM after 6 o'clock. Um, and for our listeners in Queensland, it'll be padding heels after the 6 o'clock news. Lots coming up today. A lot has happened in the last few hours of sport Overseas, the English Premier League, the French Open. uh, We'll update you on the Premier League in just a second if you have missed what has happened over the past few hours. And John Gallo will join me in about half an hour to wrap it all up uh, from the top end of uh, the table to the relegation battle that was. Just been done and dusted. I'll update you on that in just a second. Uh, plus, uh, Luton Town. We might talk a bit about Luton Town. will be featuring in next year's Premier League season. So, John Gallow will join me. We'll keep you up to date with the French Open as well. Uh, a couple of good wins for uh, some Australians overnight. So, we'll talk about that. And, of course, we build up to Origin. Uh, only two sleeps away now, Wednesday night. You'll hear it here on SEN. And we did have... A week of NRL, weekend of NRL just done as well. So plenty to get through on this Monday morning, one three hundred O one eleven seventy or O four five seven seven three six seven three six. It's two past five. The hot topic. Thanks to Rain. Built tough for Aussie conditions. When it comes to water heating, ask your plumber to install a ream. Yes, does your hot water need replacing? Go steady, hot and strong. Ask your plumber to install a ream. Before we get to some of the issues from the NRL across across the weekend, let's just look at the English Premier League. So all games kicked off at 1.30 this morning. So only, what, three and a half Hours ago, we know uh, the top of the table was pretty much set with Man City going to win the competition anyway. Uh, But most of the interest was in the relegation battle. And it was really between Southampton already relegated. It was really between what was between Everton, Leicester City and Leeds United uh, on what two of those three teams will be going uh, down to the championship. Unfortunately for Leeds fans, uh, and we'll talk to John about this as I say, they lost 4-1 to Tottenham, they conceded within the opening couple of minutes. So unfortunately, Leeds relegated from the Premier League after only coming back into the Premier League about three years ago. So really disappointing for Leeds fans, uh, going down 4-1, as I say. They conceded within the first minute. Uh, Now, Leicester City, they actually beat West Ham 2-1. However, because Everton beat Bournemouth 1-0, it means Leicester City will still get relegated. Um, And Everton uh, will be the one that stays up. So Leicester City, Leeds United, Southampton all relegated from this year's Premier League. Um, Of course, Leicester City only not that long ago won the Premier League. Um, What was it, 2015? So about seven, eight years ago now. Um, And Leeds United, a much-loved club, and Southampton as well, who had been relegated. Their fate was done a while ago. Um, and they actually had a draw against Liverpool, Southampton, for all uh, at the end of the season for them. So bad news, uh, sad news if you're a Leeds United or Leicester City fan as well as a Southampton fan. Good news, though, if you are an Everton fan, uh, you stay up for another year. Your thoughts on that? If you are a Leeds fan, if you're a Leicester fan, if you are an um, Aston Villa fan, not Aston Villa fan, Everton fan, love to hear from you this morning. Uh Apparently at Goodison Park, when Everton managed to stay up, the crowd was flooded with people, as you can imagine. So your thoughts on all of that, uh, and we'll talk to John Yellow as well about uh, in about half an hour. 0457 736 736, our text number, or 1300 01 1170. And just speaking on football before we move off football and move into rugby league and some of the issues to come out of the weekend. Um, Luton Town, and as I say, we'll talk to John more about it, but Luton Town promoted to the Premier League. Uh, they'll be playing in the Premier League next season when it kicks off in a th- three months' time. Under three months' time, really. Fairy tale stories in sport. Now, I'm not going to say they're a fairy tale story. They've worked very hard to get to the Premier League. But the underdogs, the fairy tales in sport. Love your suggestions this morning. 0457 736 736 or 1300 01 The underdogs, the fairy tales in sport after Town. Managed to get into the Premier League and crazy scenes, as you can imagine, over there across the course of the weekend. And uh, I know there was a lot of Luton fans out and about in Sydney. I'm sure the same in Queensland on Saturday night going into Sunday morning. So your thoughts on all of that, one three hundred o one eleven seventy 1170 or 457 I'll update you as well after the next break on the French Open. Because there is a lot going on there as well, day one of the French Open. But also want to hear from you this morning on your highlights, your surprise performance, and your disappointing performance from the weekend of sport. Not just in the five games of the National Rugby League, but anything. What was the highlight? What was the electrifying performance for Hancock Tires? Who really stood out this weekend? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. And what was the major disappointment of the weekend? And who surprised you? Interested to get your take on that one three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Now, just a couple of the issues coming out of both the weekend of the NRL and State of Origin as we build up to State of Origin on Wednesday night. Uh, we'll start with the Canberra Raiders, though uh, they obviously got that win um, on Saturday night against South Sydney. Uh, but it was revealed after the game that Ricky Stewart is going to stand down. Club legend Jared Croker. Uh, for what would have been his 300th game against the West Tigers uh, this weekend coming up. Instead, he's going to play the milestone game in front of the Green Machine's army of fans in the National Capital the following weekend. Now, Kubrick on Fox League said he didn't agree with it. Um, The Raiders have done that to get their season back on track, winning the bulk of their games when Jared has been there. That whole character, we are in it together. It doesn't matter what game you are playing. Um... When contacted yesterday, Ricky Stewart chose not to respond to Kronk. He said uh, before that, forget the 300-game issue for starters. This has been planned for weeks. We've been monitoring Jared's workloads. Our staff actually think he will benefit from having a spell. This is absolutely no disrespect to the West Tigers because I'd do the same against any other team. This is about our fans, our members, and Jared in what will be one of the most special and significant nights in our club's history. So, Cooper Cronk doesn't agree with it. Uh, I see Jaleesa Apps yesterday, and I saw it on Twitter as well. She's a Canberra fan. Had a lot to say on Crunch Time here on SEN about it. Um, I don't think I remember, and there may be, but I don't think there's been many examples where a player has been rested so he can then go and play a milestone game at home. Now, obviously, you would want, uh, in a perfect world, everyone's 100th, 200 300th game to be at home, in front of your home fans. But that doesn't work every time. It just doesn't. It's impossible for that to be the situation. Now, Ricky Stewart has come out and said this has been planned for weeks. It's not so much about the 300 games. It's more about monitoring uh, Jared Croker's workload. Now, that may or may not be true. Who knows if it has been planned for weeks? Got to take him at his word. But do you see an issue with this? Um, And if you're a Canberra fan, are you a little concerned that, Jared Croker is being rested just so he can play his 300th game in Canberra. Now, I have no doubt that when we get to the weekend after this one coming up and he plays his 300th game in Canberra in front of his fans, his family, um, members of the Canberra Raiders, it'll be a fantastic experience for Jared Croker. It'll be a great occasion, no doubt about it. But to be honest, he probably could have still had that um, even though it'd be his three hundred and first game. What do you make of the decision by Ricky Stewart? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Do you agree with him resting Jared Croker? Do you not agree, or do you not really care? Um, at the end of the day, I suppose it is up to Ricky Stewart what he does with his team. And if Jared Croker doesn't mind it, and I'm sure he'll be happy with it, and the Raiders players, the rest of the Raiders players are fine with it, then maybe it's a non issue. But would you be resting Jared Croker? Do you agree? Do you disagree? one 0111 or 0457 736 As I say, um, at the end of the day, he gets to play his 300th game at home in front of his home fans. Maybe that's a good thing. What do you reckon? Happy to hear from you. one 0111 70 or 0457 736 736. Now, the Bulldogs were one of many clubs that had a buy across the course of the weekend. Um, And article in today's uh, Daily Telegraph about how they have gone away. Um, Bulldogs players escaped the Sydney cold uh, during the club's bye weekend, but their exit has raised uh, the eyebrows of Newcastle officials. So Knights management are still recovering from a spray that, caught, uh, that they copped from Bulldogs general manager of football and Channel 9 commentator Phil Gould after some Newcastle players travelled to Bali for a break during a club buy earlier this month. At the time, Gould told Nine, it wouldn't happen in my day. I couldn't do it as a coach. I couldn't do it as a player. So now on Instagram, photos have emerged of Canterbury star Jake Avarillo enjoying the Queensland sun on Hamilton Island with halfback Carl Flanagan holidaying at Port Douglas. Some may argue in support of Gould by claiming Queensland offers a safer and healthier destination compared to Bali. Um, now, Newcastle is refusing to be critical of the Bulldogs players using the buy to get away for a brief mid season holiday. Um, but privately, they claim Gould is living by two sets of rules. Now, this story, when it first came out about the Newcastle players about three weeks ago, I didn't know. It wasn't a lot of them either that ended up going to Bali. I think it was one or two. I think Bradman Best might have been one of them. Um, are you bothered and if you're a Bulldogs fan, a Newcastle fan or anyone, really? Are you worried if your players do go away on a weekend when your team has to buy? I I don't really see a huge issue with it. Yes, maybe overseas might not be a great look, but at the end of the day, they have a break. The club is are like given the okay. So what's the problem? I didn't have an issue with the Newcastle players doing it. I don't have an issue with the Queen uh, with the Bulldogs players going up to Queensland you have a weekend off, there'd be a lot of people in a normal job that have a week off or a weekend off or a few days off that would get away. I don't really see it being any different to what most people would do. Any issue with this at all? Bulldogs fans, Newcastle fans, anyone. With players going away on their weekend away or weekend off, 0457 736, 736 or 1300 three hundred o one eleven seventy. as I say, I... Don't think it's a huge issue, but uh, some people making it out to be. What do you reckon? Uh players entitled to go interstate overseas if they really want to on their weekend off. As I say, I don't think it's a huge problem. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. And just before a break, the New South Wales rugby league will push ahead with plans to wear the controversial Navy blue jersey, despite the NRL asking the Blues to revert back to the traditional kit for the series opener on Wednesday against Queensland. It comes as Blues great Gary Jack said New South Wales should stick with the sky blue because origin is about history, not marketing. Um, and we know this has been a conversation that was raised basically. And it, uh, first The first I heard of it was on our breakfast show on SEN 1170. Vossi talking about the navy blue strip compared to the traditional strip. Um, and the NRL's head of football, Graham Annesley, raised the matter with the New South Wales Rugby League on Friday. There is concern the Navy playing strip could clash with Queensland's strip. Um, However, it would have been a difficult issue to address because the jerseys are individually made for each player and have already been produced in Navy. NRL Chief Executive Andrew Abdo was in contact with the Blues on Sunday to try and resolve the issue. Meanwhile, Gary Jack says Does anyone at the said, Does anyone at the New South Wales Rugby League understand the importance of 43 years of history of players wearing the sky blue of New South Wales? Why change it to navy blue? Origin is about history, not marketing. It's about wearing the sky blue jersey your idols wore with your name on the back. Um, but the New South Wales Rugby League released a statement uh, last night reaffirming their commitment to the navy blue jersey. Uh, says in response to press commentary regarding the. Westpac New South Wales Blues wearing an alternate jersey for State of Origin One in Adelaide on Wednesday evening and concerns regarding our potential colour clash. It should be noted that the New South Wales Rugby League first followed the concept of wearing an alternate jersey in 2019 without any issue or concern ever being raised by the ARLC. The wearing of an alternate jersey on Wednesday evening is not a new idea. And they continued on saying, indeed, the base colour of the jersey being worn on Wednesday evening is exactly the same colour as the colour of the jersey which was worn in Perth in 2019, which is true. Again, without any issue ever being raised by the ARLC and without any clash between the Queensland jersey and the blue New South Wales jersey being identified. So they're still going to be wearing the navy blue jersey. As um, I said, Vossi was the first one to mention this. Uh, to lash out at the unfamiliar colour last week. Meanwhile, uh, Greg Alexander backed the original decision and said the dark jersey was popular with fans. He said the jersey we wore in 2019 has been one of the most popular jerseys we have worn with fans, and this one is very similar. Sometimes people just want to be outraged about everything, anything, and everything. So there you go. It looks like they are going to still be wearing the navy blue jersey. Your thoughts on this? I know... On Twitter, and uh, the uh, we uh, breakfast ran a poll. Uh, Sydney's breakfast show ran a poll here on SEN. Daily Telegraph ran a poll. Overwhelming people saying that they should be wearing the traditional jersey. How invested are you in this, though? Are you that bothered if they are not wearing a Navy jersey? Would you like to see them revert it back? Be interested to get people's take on this. Um, oh, look, probably should be wearing the traditional jersey, but they are right. They did wear it in 2019 in Perth, and... I don't think anyone really said anything then, but would you like to see them change it back, or are you happy with them to keep it navy for this game, which it seems that's what they're going to do? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy or oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. So that's just some of what's out on our agenda on this Monday morning. Your highlights, your disappointment, your surprise performance of the weekend. What really stood out for you? What was your electrifying performance for Hand Cooked Tires? Um, Jared Croker being rested. For, to play his 300th game in Canberra. Happy about that? Not happy about that? Would you do it? If you were Ricky Stewart, would you do it? The fairy Towns in sport, the underdogs in sport, after Ludentown got promoted to the Premier League. And are you bothered about the new South Wales jersey? Do you want them to change it back before Wednesday night, back to the traditional jersey? one 011170 or 0457 736736 to your text, your calls, and we'll look back at round 13 of the NRL on the other side of this break and bring you up to speed as well as to what's been happening at the French Open overnight. one 011170 0457 Good to be back with you on this Monday morning at 17 past five. Yeah, good to be back with you on this Monday morning at 21 and a half past five. open line number, or you can text 0457-736. We are going to talk to John Gallo in just uh, about 10 minutes about the English Premier League, the winners and the losers there. Um, and we'll update you on the French Open shortly. Just before we look at uh, round 13, back at round 13 of the NRL, here's a text asking about fairy tales and sport after Luton Town. Got promoted to the Premier League. This one from the Oval Treatment. Hi, Dan. Uh, some sporting fairy tales that come to mind are Greece's 2004 Euro Championship win. Boris Becker, the first unseeded player to win Wimbledon in 1985. Uh, then Goran Ivanisevic uh, winning Wimbledon as a wild card in 2001. The US ice hockey gold in the 1980 Moscow Olympics was also a fairy tale for a team made up mostly of college players. Beating uh the might of Russia at the time. That from the Yovult Treman. Thank you, Yovult Treeman. Anyone else? Any suggestions? Fairy Tales Sport, the underdogs in sport. 457 736, 736 or 130 Asking you as well about the New South Wales jersey. Uh, the NRL requested them to change it back to the light blue jersey, but the New South Wales Rugby League has said no. They're gonna stick to the navy blue jersey. Are you bothered by this? Should it be changed back? Or does it not really bother you what they wear? On Wednesday night. Um, and Jared Croker being rested for his 300th game. Do you like it? Do you not like it? And your highlights, your low lights, and your surprise performances of the weekend. one 11 70 0457 736 736. Let us do this. Now on Tradies, the NRL rap. It's yes, obviously a shortened round of the NRL just gone, but let's have a quick look at the matches that were played. We already talked on Friday morning about the Dolphins, 26 points to 12 victory against the Dragons. So let's skip to the Friday match. Of course, only one Friday match played, and that was Parramatta 24 over the North Queensland Cowboys 16. I tipped Parramatta, as did Charlie Goodser. I thought, though, that Parramatta might have won by more. The Cowboys definitely a lot better, despite missing some players due to origin than they were Six nights before that against the West Tigers when they leaked 66 points. And look, Parramatta probably not as convincing as they were the week before against South Sydney, but they still did enough to win. Um, And that's the most important thing, especially when Parramatta have been in this situation throughout the year where they've been losing games. But as I said, I think on Friday morning with Charlie, they haven't lost by great margins. So they needed to get a win. That's back-to-back wins for Parramatta. The Cowboys now back-to-back losses. And after a slight rejuvenation in those wins against the Roosters at Magic Round, and then the Dragons the week after, for the Cowboys now back to uh, some disappointing results. So I still think a lot of a long way to go for the Cowboys to do anything in this year's competition. But from a Parramatta point of view, and I'd be interested to get people's takes on this as well. Obviously last year's grand finalists, most people had them slipping. This year, I still had them in my eight, but, uh, you know, they'd only won what one out of their first six or seven, and they've been rather inconsistent throughout the year. But I think we've seen, especially in that game against Souths, but they still managed to beat the Cowboys as well. I think we've seen a little bit of them being able to still be a factor in this year's competition. Now I'm not saying they're going to go on and make the grand final or go on and win it because I'm not sure they will, but at their best, I still believe they can be a factor and can annoy teams, and are quite capable of beating the big teams. We know they've got a pretty good record against Penrith, despite, of course, last year's grand final. But what do you reckon? Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six or one three hundred oh one eleven seventy? Can Parramatta still factor in this year's competition? Or are we reading too much into the wins against South Sydney and the North Queensland Cowboys? Can they still factor into the competition? 1-300. Oh, look, I think they can. As I said, I'm not sure they're going to go on and win it, but you still wouldn't want to be playing them in the finals. And they are a very confidence-based team. We've seen that over many years. And if they can start getting a run of wins, you just never know what could happen. Can Parramatta still factor in this year's competition? Yes or No. One 70 or 04-57-736-736. The open line in just a second. Uh, before that though, Broncos twenty six over the Warriors twenty two. The Warriors came back and almost clinched it at the end. Tried, disallowed, and I thought it was a. It, I mean, it was the right call, but it was a pretty silly act to do because I think the Warriors probably would have scored it regardless of the Brisbane Broncos player being held back. Um, really good and gutsy and important win note for the Brisbane Broncos. Um, and Charlie mentioned this on Friday morning. Any wins they can pick up during the State of Origin period are like gold for Brisbane. And not many people gave them much of a chance going into this match. In New Zealand, without a lot of State of Origin plans, the Warriors have been good. I know Coach Andrew Webster, Warriors Coach Andrew Webster, was disappointed. He said it wasn't just about that one moment where the Warriors... In, well, almost scored that try, but it was just the all-round performance. That isn't what he's been building. And probably why I think some people probably question whether the Warriors can go one step further this year. Still really in contention for the finals. But they should be winning games like that. But well done to the Broncos. It shows the great depth they have at the club and that they are going to be, or should be, at the top of their game for many, many years. Disappointing for... The Warriors, but well done to uh, the uh, Broncos. Also on Saturday night, Canberra 33 over the Rabbitohs 26. Uh, interesting game, of course, some really distressing scenes with Corey Ira uh, Thankfully, he released, I'm sure you would have seen him uh, yesterday on social media or on the various news services. Uh, thankfully, he is okay. Uh, still needs to get some tests, but some really scary moments. And I thought both teams, both Canberra and South Sydney, handled that very well. On the game itself, well done to Canberra. Um, and I mentioned earlier when we are talking about Jared Croker, they've been very good the past six or seven weeks. They have been a team that's sort of been flying under the radar. No one really talking about Canberra, are they? Um, one, I think, it was six out of their last seven. Uh, really, really impressive stuff by Canberra. And to beat South Sydney, yes, I know they had no Latrell Mitchell. But South Sydney, who were the form team in the competition up until last weekend against Parramatta, now back-to-back losses, does show this competition is still wide open. And Canberra, I think, just flying under the radar a little bit. Uh, Still a long way to go. And we'll see if they can keep this up. But at the moment, playing some really good footy. And last night, uh, or yesterday afternoon, Newcastle 28 over Manly 18. I think if you're a Knights fan, you would have been a bit worried at halftime. Heavy favourites going into this game. But in the second half, they played good footy. I thought Caelan Ponga, and I mentioned it last week a couple of times, whilst he didn't have his best match ever, I thought he was solid at the back. Copped a couple of big hits, but bounced up back from them, which was good to see. And I still think for the Newcastle Knights, his best position is fullback. Um, and I think his best position personally is fullback as well. It'll be interesting to see what Coach Adam O'Brien does over the coming month or so with Caelan Ponga, whether they keep it at fullback, move Lockie Miller back to fullback, and out of New South Wales Cup and Caelan Ponga to 5'8". My personal opinion, as I said last week, I think he's better off personally and as a team to be playing fullback. Good win by the Newcastle Knights, 28 points to 18. So just quickly, the latter after 13 rounds, the Panthers, the Sharks, the Broncos, the Storm, they're all on 18 points, all in equal first, and that is the top four. Then we've got three teams on 16, the Rabbitohs in fifth, the Dolphins in sixth, the Raiders in seventh. Then we have, uh, well, three teams on 14 as well. So the Warriors are on 14. They're in eighth position. They round out the top eight on four and against. Then you've got the Titans in ninth position on 14 points. And the Roosters in 10th position on 14 points as well. Then you've got Manly and the Knights on 13 points after they had that draw earlier on in the year. The Eels and the Bulldogs on 12 points. The Tigers and the Cowboys on 10 points. And the Dragons last on eight points. And just a quick look ahead to round 14. Uh, no Thursday night NRL, but the Women's State of Origin on, you'll hear that here on SCN, Uh, but the NRL round kicks off on Friday night, Tigers up against the Raiders, that's 8pm at Cameltown. Then on Saturday, Warriors and Dolphins at 3 p.m. in Auckland. Titans, Rabidos 5.30 on the Gold Coast. And then Sharks and the Broncos at 7.30 next Saturday night. And then on Sunday, we've got 2 p.m. up at Gosford, the Central Coast. It will be the Roosters up against the Bulldogs. That will be an intriguing game. The Cowboys against the Storm at 4 o'clock. And the Panthers and the Dragons, 6.15 next Sunday. We'll talk to John Gallo in just a second. Just quickly before that, a real quick call on the open line from Frank. Morning to you, Frank. G'day, mate. How are you? Very well, mate. What do you want to talk about this morning?
1: Yeah, yeah very quickly, uh, you were just reading out the ladder, which is exactly yes. what I want to talk about. And I don't understand why mm. people haven't worked out. Take the buys out of the bloody ladder, for God's sake. Brisbane, who I hate, say they've won more games than anyone. They should be ranked number one on the table, not third. And we're not getting a clear picture of where the teams are. So take the goddamn points for the buys out. Mm. Volandis gets most things right. He's got this wrong. He's got the New South Wales jersey wrong. Let New South Wales wear their club colours. That's my idea. Let them run around in whatever club they play for. Because (laughs) we don't give a shit about origin. So just let them run around in their club jersey. Uh, And I had one more for you. That's a novel idea. No, no. Parramatta. Yes. Parramatta. Um, everyone's very rough. I'm not a Parabata fan either. Mm. If you look at their first five games this year, they were all against bloody ridiculously good teams. Mm. So for them to be six and seven now is very good. And I reckon they'll end up sort of six fish somewhere around
0: there. Yeah, look, I there think... There you go. Yeah, I, look, Frank, I think they can still factor in this year's competition. And on the um, buy situation, it does get a little confusing, I would agree, with teams having had two. But look, there are some teams that have had two buys and some teams that haven't had any buys yet. So, yeah, I take your point on that. It is all a little confusing. It will, of course, even itself out uh, at the end of the year. But as we go on, it does get a bit tricky when teams have had some buys, some haven't, and you then sort of forget which teams have had the buys and haven't. So, anyway, it all even itself. Out, but I take your point on board, and I do agree with you. Yeah, I think I think you're right, mate. Thanks for the call. Uh, no doubt, we'll chat again soon.
1: Good on you, buddy. Look after
0: yourself. Thanks, mate. You too, Frank. On the open line, one 70 or 0457-736-736. And as we go to a break, this from the Moody Adelaide Dragon mm. uh, D Train. Uh, they could wear pink jerseys for all I care, as long as they win. Who cares that from the Moody Adelaide Dragon? You Moody because it's Monday morning. Most people are you know. I like Mondays because we're back here talking sport. We will take a break on the other side of this. Update you on the French Open. And John Gallo will join me to talk all things. Pre- and good to have your company on this Monday morning. Tradies news in a nutshell. Port Adelaide Dragon's been back in, tr- in touch uh, because he signed off his text. Moody Adelaide Dragon. Now, good news is it was just autocorrect. Port Adelaide Dragon. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and this from Andy in Brisbane. Morning, Dan. Uh, I hated the large Westpac emblem on the jersey, but who cares really? It's a cockroach jersey. I'd love to see the Origin teams wearing an Indigenous jersey for one game. Go Queensland. That from Andy D in Brisbane. Well, that is a good idea. Talking about the jersey, navy blue, traditional. I know Vossi wants it back to the traditional uh, jersey. I know a lot of fans do. Brandy has come out and said it's an outrage. Why are people being outraged? But anyway, what are your thoughts? Would you like to see it light blue? Would you like to see it uh, navy blue? Do you not really care? 0457 736 736 or one 70 Just quickly before we talk to John Gallo, our French Open underway and good win by Tanasi Kokonakis. He's reached the second round of the French Open for the first time since 2015. So well done to him. Kokonakis received a wild card and fought his way uh, in 2015. Sorry, Kokonakis received a wild card. This year, He is again competing as a wildcard entry, uh, sitting 111th in the world. But he did manage to topple Brit Dan Evans with a sensational straight sets victory, winning 6-4, 6-4, 6-4. So well done to to Tanasi Kokonakis. Also, Storm Sanders claimed a sensational comeback win uh, to make it through to the second round as well of the French Open. Novak Djokovic opens his campaign a little later on tonight, 9 p.m., our time and looks like Nick Kyrios is on track as well to return for Wimbledon in. About, I think it's about about six weeks, middle of uh, when end of June, early July. Anyway, he'll be back for Wimbledon when that does begin. All right, time to do this. Now on Tradeys News, it's time for the latest in football. plenty to talk about this morning in terms of football. John Gallo is on the line as he is. We swapped them around, by the way. So Chris Perkins will join me tomorrow. Uh, But we thought uh, the big news story out of the overnight sport is the English Premier League. John, good morning to you.
2: Good morning to you, Dan. Yes, uh, what a night it's been, certainly, uh, for for various reasons, for good and bad out there. But uh, what a fantastic 24 hours of football it's been. And uh, what a wonderful season of the Premier League it's been as well. So... uh, Looking forward to going through with
0: you in the next uh, five or ten minutes, Dan depending how we're going for time, of course. Uh, let's go 10 minutes. Now, uh, let's have uh, let's have a look. So let, let's talk about the relegation battle because we know Man City had already won the title. We sort of know what was happening towards the top of the table uh, coming into this weekend. So all the talk this morning, uh, with all games being played at once, was that uh, obviously Southampton uh, were already going to be relegated. They managed to get a four-all draw against Liverpool. But all eyes were on Everton, Leeds United and Leicester City. Now, Leeds United, they conceded early on, I think within two or three, minutes. They lost 4-1. Let's start there with Leeds United. That would be very disappointing. One of the teams relegated only being back in the Premier League for three years. They've got a great fan base not just in the UK but around the world so to see them relegated after the only three years, that would be disappointing for them.
2: Yeah big time and as you touched on the performance overall I think is the more disappointing aspect of it. Uh, you know, Harry Kane scored the goal for Tottenham in the first two minutes of the game. And then, as a Leeds fan, you knew it was probably good, perhaps going to be a, a very long day for you. And then they got the second goal just short after half time. And then they went on with it, obviously, 3 4 1 in the end. It was just a, a massive uh, performance from Tottenham in the end that Leeds had no chance of responding to. And unfortunately for them, it's their season now gone. I think it basically captivates the whole season overall. Leeds have kind of been expected to lift and, and just haven't been there at all. The performances have just been uh, shocking, really. And obviously they brought in the big experience, and the big man Sam Allardyce, to try and change all that. But I think it was a little too little too late for him to do much with, it, with the squad that he had and with the performances that they were getting at the time. He didn't really seem to do much. Sam think he probably perhaps couldn't in his defence. Uh, so unfortunately for Leeds United fans, they do go down to the championship, and this is this is terrible for Leeds because last time they went down to the championship, they weren't seen again for some time. Mm. So hopefully they can turn things around. Uh, and get back into the Premier League as soon as possible. But they're going to need a lot of bolstering of their squad in the off-season if they've got any chance of coming back to the Premier League anytime soon.
0: I'm fairly sure when Leeds United got relegated last time, they actually went uh, got relegated from the Championship at one point as well, didn't they? They went to... Uh, a couple of years yeah, later, yeah. Yeah, so they did a really... And they
2: hit financial problems. Mm. There was obviously a lot of financial problems at that time that, that ravaged the club, and then uh, they just couldn't survive in the Championship and went further down into the English uh, League, League 1 division at that time. So... Yeah, they have been a little bit unlucky in the past as the Leeds fans. Hopefully, they, this time around, they can get themselves back out of it as soon as possible.
0: Yeah, um, and of course, uh, we also saw Leicester City. Uh, well, they won. They won two goals to one over West Ham, um, which uh, must be very disappointing because Everton won as well. So, they're safe. Leicester City, the other team, along with Leeds and Southampton to be relegated. But... Gee, it would be disappointing to win but still be relegated. And this is a big story in itself. We talk about Leeds, but Leicester City only a number of years ago won the Premier League and now they've been relegated as well.
2: Yeah, the rise and fall of Leicester City back in 2016, they won with Claudio Ranieri and uh, what a squad they had back then as well. Half of those players have now moved on to bigger and better things, obviously, when, when you win a Premier League, it attracts the attention of some of the bigger clubs. Uh, And so the the squad got decimated and then obviously the tragic ending of the former owner as well who passed Mm. away in a helicopter crash leaving the King Power Stadium, which was terrible news uh, about three or four years ago now, Mm. which was quite some time ago. It's quite scary really. But um, yeah, they went into the the highs of the highs and now they're in the lows of the lows and... uh, you know, being relegated is such a, a bad thing. I think for, for obviously Leicester the football fans and for, for football league in general because I think they uh, they've got a wonderful supporter base. Leicester City they got such a good feel story about them back in 2016, as you touched on. Uh, but you know, the, this, the players were surrounding the, the pitch at the end of the game was quite interesting, given that they'd won the game. Fans were crowding around phones, and as were the players on the pitch to fight, work out what was going on with Everton. Uh, unfortunately for Leicester fans, Everton were winning their game and went on to win one nil. So. Uh, Yeah, Leicester a tough season, but again, hopefully for their sake, they can turn around things. They got rid of Brendan Rodgers halfway, well, back into the season. Got in Dean Smith, who's been renowned to, you know, really fight hard for teams around relegation. He's got a proven track record, but again, for Dean Smith, similar situation to Sam Allardyce at Leeds, a little bit too little, too late and uh, couldn't really do much with with the squad that he's got and the players. And uh, it's quite a shame, really, for for Leicester City. So, um, yeah, hopefully we see the back in the Premier League sometime soon.
0: And you uh, did say many months ago that Leicester City would be one of the teams relegated. So you got that spot on. But, yeah, hopefully, obviously, feeling for Leicester City, Leeds, and Southampton fans as well. Obviously, Southampton's fate was down with a little while ago. Just quickly, just before I ask you about the top of the ladder, just really quickly on Everton, they escaped relegation, but, gee, they will need a a much-improved season next year or next season.
2: Yeah, they do, big time, and, and that's you know that's a big thing coming out of this. This is the second season in a row now where they've just missed out on relegation, um, and, and they can't keep living dangerously like this year in and year out because obviously there'll be a point in time where they do get relegated and, and the luck would have run out by then, so... Yeah, I mean, credit to Sean Dyche, there was a little period there, probably about for a month or so, where they just struggled, Everton, they couldn't get a result, they couldn't buy a win. And uh, and, and luckily for their state, they've got a win right where it matters most, the back end of the season, to get themselves out of this situation that they've been in with relegation looming over their heads for probably large parts of this season, to be honest. It's been such a difficult season for Everton. It must be a huge relief if you're an Evertonian fan to be around for, for another season. But I tell you what, as you said, in the off-season, they've got to really bolster their score. There's got to be some massive changes there uh, and really bolster their team to get better. And, and sure, next season goes a lot more smoothly for them, particularly the start of the season. Their start to the season was terrible this season and that caused them a lot of concern and then obviously uh, things went from bad to worse. So, well done Everton staying up, but uh, it is by the the skin of their teeth and they need to make sure they get better next time around.
0: Interesting to see Man City actually went down overnight to Brentford 1-0 and Arsenal got a 5-0 win over Wolves. Uh, Great battle at the top throughout the season. Liverpool uh, as well, they had a 4 all draw against Southampton. Man United Uh, got the win 2-1, but Arsenal 5-0 over Wolves. They'll be wondering where that's been over the past couple of months when they really needed it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I think for Man City, you know, they were definitely clocked off in this game against Brentford. They probably put the queue in the rack and, and you can forgive them for that. Their season's already been wrapped up. They've got another title to their name. Uh, whereas Arsenal probably want to try and end on a high, try and give some positivity. It's been a tough month, month and a half for Arsenal fans uh, with the you know, amount of points they've dropped in games that they should have won against West Ham, Southampton and Leeds in particular that saw their season and their title vanishing in the air and uh, you know it's been a difficult time for an Arsenal fan recently but good to for their sake to end the season five 0 bring some positivity back into the group and with their with the Arsenal fans as they head into the off season as well. Um, and I thought the other day to myself Dan when I watched yeah. the you know the top four play out Man City, Arsenal, Man United, Newcastle, I thought to myself who who are the four right now that's been the most impressive? And I have to say I think Newcastle United with Eddie yeah. Howe this season terrific to see them back into the top four uh first time in i think what 30 years 35 years newcastle being into the four um obviously we're one us up in the efl cup as well to man united losing 2-0 in the final earlier on in the season but i uh, tell you what eddie Howe and newcastle united to, to secure champions league football going into next season and with the amount of money those owners have to spend they're, they're actually the owners are wealthier than the man city owners would you believe it or not um, so it's scary to think what players they're going to bring into the off season and bolster their squads. So for Newcastle United, really exciting things happening in the short and long term as well.
0: And looking ahead to next season's Premier League, you always say next year, but it's only about three months away. Of course, uh, Burnley back in the Premier League, uh, Sheffield United there, but also across the weekend, Luton Town earned uh, promotion to the English Premier League. That would have been unheard of a few years ago. Yeah
2: absolutely watched this game yesterday uh, I couldn't believe it I've never never thought that Luton Town anywhere near the Premier League. And yet their rise in the last two or three seasons up into the Championship has been nothing short of tremendous. And then to see them get into the Premier League, it was a great game of football yesterday morning, if you ever got a chance to watch it, against Coventry City. Uh, two really well-renowned established uh, football league uh, teams with a lot of history. Obviously, Lutontown had won the FA Cup going back 50, 60 years ago. Uh, twice, actually, Lutontown won the FA Cup. So a big club uh, with a lot of history to it. I'm very, very proud to see them up into the Premier League. Let's hope to their state they can stay around as well. Uh, been a, a terrific campaign and uh, what a game for football that is. But obviously the big one up on Tuesday as well, Sheffield Wednesday <laughs> versus Barnsley in the League 1 playoff final as well. That's going to be huge, Dan. I've got my Owls jersey ready to go and uh, you know I'm really hoping to see the Owls Join into the championship next season, but let's, uh, let's wait and see how that
0: unfolds. Well, if they can get to the championship, John, you know what that means only one more step to make it uh, to the Premier League. So you never know what can unfold, uh, but one step at a time, Absolutely. Let, let's, just to see what happens first. They might, they yeah, might not it could be he could be 10
2: mil whitewash, but let's, let's wait and see. Let's
0: wait and see. Let's, we haven't
2: let's, beaten Barnsley in two occasions this season, so let's, let's hope. Um, our fans that we get
0: up there this time around. That should give you some confidence not. Uh, thank you, John. Uh, we will talk on Friday. The English Premier League may be done, but the FA Cup final. Really looking forward to talking to you about this on Friday. Man City up against Man United. Manchester is the place to be uh, on Saturday. And, of course, the A-League grand final coming up this weekend as well. So we'll chat on Friday um, before we send you off to Poland um, and we will talk about yeah. everything happening in the world of football. I, I'm already looking forward to talking to you on Friday.
2: Well, I've got a big list of potential jobs, then that I could be doing while
0: I'm in SEN, while I'm over there in Poland, obviously okay. as a foreign correspondent. Uh, so
2: I've got many, many things to discuss with you on Friday, many plans that will be unraveled, Dan.
0: So uh, get excited for this. Let's that's ha- for sure. Let's have an on-air meeting then on Friday. I look forward to that. Thank you, John. Yeah. We'll speak on Friday. Absolutely well mate I'll talk to you soon have a lovely day You too John Gallo wrapping up all things football but as I say FA Cup final also A League grand final coming up across the course of next weekend or this weekend coming up so we'll chat to John uh, then and uh, on Friday morning about everything that is going on 0457 736, 736 or 1300 70. it's coming up to 10 to 6 and AFL across the course of the weekend. The Swans, good win against Carlton on Friday night. Uh, 11-11 77 to Carlton 6-15 51. We had Hawthorne over St Kilda 88-78 on Saturday. Melbourne went down to Fremantle. Fremantle 79-72. The GWS Giants had a very good win against Geelong 81-74. We had the Gold Coast 84 up against the Bulldogs. They beat them 77. Essendon 96 over West Coast 46. Uh, Richmond first game without coach Damien Hardwick. They Went down by 10 points to Port Adelaide, 77 to 67. Collingwood, good win over North Melbourne, 105 to 70. And Adelaide beat Brisbane, 95 to 78. Big G on the text says, Morning, Dan. I think rugby league followers need to pick a side. One minute they want tradition, and then the next we're happy for the grand final to be shared with Queensland or the opening round to go to, an, uh, to America. Fair point. New South Wales jersey sharing the grand final going to America. Nothing more than money, grabber's bugger tradition. Uh, as for fairy tales and sport, 1981 Bathurst. Dick Johnson winning the great race after hitting the rock in 1980. Thank you. Cheers, Big G. Now, and this from Andy Parra will finish seventh or eight. And um, Razor says, my biggest disappointment is that, as Brandy put it, people just complain and complain about stuff that is a next generation of problem. Thank you for all your texts today. Chris Perkins will join me tomorrow from America. Breakfast coming up after 6am, Patton Hills in Queensland, Vossie and James Magnuson for listeners through SEN 1170am in Sydney. Thanks for all your texts, your calls today. I'll catch you tomorrow morning from 5am. Breakfast follows the news.